It feels like it's been a while since we. It has been. It's been. Have we been off two weeks? Yeah. How long has it been? Let me see here. It's been. When did we record? The eighteenth. One, two, three weeks. Maybe three that's weeks. why. Yeah. All right. There we go. Oh, don't miss the previews. Don't, don't miss the plus previews. Don't. Mission Impossible, Castlevania Three, bonus contest. Look at all the thi- <laughs> look at all the cool stuff in this issue of Nintendo Power. Yep, we're reading words off the cover of the fourteenth. Well, technically the thirteenth, if you count. This is going to totally throw off. This is going to end with blood coming out of my face. This is going to be horrible. From because thinking too hard. They started adding. Nintendo strategy guides. To, so now, now our issue numbers are all off. But yeah, I, uh, I don't like it. This but is issue fourteen, but it's it's also kind of episode 13. fourteen, right? No, it's, it, it's episode thirteen. Oh no, because of the because of the Christmas one, oh, so they man. line back up. So if for <laughs> the next a year, real puzzle box here. If we do one special episode <laughs> for every normal episode we do, the numbers will line up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, as long as they keep on doing this uh, strategy guide nonsense. Um, yeah, but yeah, here let, let's 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 let the viewers in on the on what's happening here. We're we're at Nintendo Power Magazine podcast, where we read all of the Nintendo Power magazines and talk about them. It's now you're playing with podcast the podcast. Yeah, welcome. Hey, happy twenty. 20- 2022. 2020. It's the new year. Yeah. I'm, we barely made it. Yeah, honestly, the Omicron is, is is destroying the world. Yep. Or at least, I mean, just everyone's, everyone's getting it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what's hip. It's what's blowing up right now. <laughs> it's literally everyone is that. Everyone has it. Uh, we've managed not to get it yet. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, this Nintendo Power Magazine came out in a simpler time when, yeah, when uh, all they had to worry about was, was like the, the Berlin Wall. And... <laughs> yeah, what, what year is this? Is it? This is the July and August 1990 issue of Nintendo P. Honestly, I don't know anything about the 90s, really. Yeah, because you were I'm born not, in 96. Yeah, not for 95. Um, 95, yeah. And I was six years young. Are you much of a history buff? I, like every young boy, I had a World War II era where I got into my dad's World War II books. Okay. Uh, so I know a little bit about some of that stuff. Yeah, a little bit of World War II. Honestly, I think uh, any brain capacity to learn about history has been placed with, replaced with video games. That has taken that has taken weight. Video games have taken way too much space in my brain. I think I could probably talk for about three times as long as I could. Okay, let me start again so it's clear. Um, I could talk about the Battle of the Bulge for ten minutes. I could talk about the lore of Destiny Two and the lead up to the Witch Queen expansion coming out in February <laughs> for at least an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, like I, 
I don't know how to start a fire, but I know every Smash Brothers character, what game they come from, when that game came out, what the what the game is about. It's it's too much information. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the different Mass Effect alien races and their fleet doctrines. Because <laughs> I went through the encyclopedia. The, is it the Codex? Yeah, it's like yeah. The, or whatever it's called. That honestly, I want to listen to that guy <laughs> tell me about how the the Systems Alliance fleet. That guy has such a great voice. Such a great voice. <laughs> Yeah, that I would say specifically Mass Effect. That game above any other game, I was really into the Codex kind of stuff. Oh, it's normally, so good. I'm not, like normally, I don't go too crazy in that stuff. Or I like that it's there, but I don't um, dive into. It. You know, two good example. Two good examples are Hollow Knight and Pikmin. Those have very fun. Like Hollow Knight has a uh, like well, not like lore, but like every creature has like really fun. You have like a creature like book like a oh, like, like a, a, a grimoire. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Um, but you, here's a game that none of us care about is the Disney's Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That is the feature of this issue's mega. Oh, wait. Do, I don't think we... My name's Weston. Oh, I'm fun. a writer in Los Angeles. <laughs> hey, I'm Brad. I'm a little writer. Uh, I, 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 writer I, I, I'm little. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm making myself small. I'm, I'm, I'm just Brad. I, I, writer in L.A. Uh, not a big fan of the Rescue Rangers, if I'm have, being... Have you played this game? I have not. I, well, it's fine. It's, I, I, I'm sorry. I... One of them's dressed like Indiana Jones. <laughs> One of them's dressed like Magnum <laughs> P.I. That it is... Uh, I don't think Magnum P.I. has survived... No, I mean, uh, it was barely a thing when I... <laughs> certainly when I was six years old, I did not look at Chip and Dale and their cool outfits and go, oh, it's Indiana Jones and Magnum P.I., I also feel like you're not Magnum. Like, I feel like Magnum P.I., it's not the shirt. It's not the Hawaiian shirt that makes him. It's the mustache, right? It's it's the Tom oh. Selleck mustache. So. I thought you just said you didn't know anything about Magnum oh, P.I. Oh, I do. I, I do, <laughs> but I don't think anyone else my age does. So we're here. Hang on. We should do the audio thing. The cover. We are looking at the cover of this Nintendo <laughs> P. <laughs> Sorry. And it is uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And uh, I don't. I feel like Chippendale Rescue Rangers is a legacy Disney product. They did not bring it back in the way they brought back Ducktales. No, like 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 Magnum PI. I think the Chippendale are lost. Uh, the last time I've seen them in like a modern thing was Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, but they were just Chippendale, right? They're just the after you, brother. I don't like I don't, that. I don't that know. I, like the extremely polite chipmunks. Uh, Kingdom Hearts three. I was just confused the whole time I played it. Okay, that's because uh, I never played the other ones, and I like, did not know all the fucking complex lore. It's uh, Destiny's lore is about as complex as Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> right? Yeah, n- neither of them make any sense. And they're all totally nuts. So there's this thing called a wish dragon, and uh, when you get wishes from it, it it's also a curse. Yeah, in Destiny, there were dragons, but they killed them all. All right, let's move. (laughs) Uh, uh, How complicated is the Chip and Dale lore? It's probably pretty simple. Uh, You got an Indiana Jones, you got a Magnum P.I. They they solved mysteries, and they had kind of a... um, a big portly mouse friend uh, whose name escapes me, and they had uh, the cute girl mouse friend gadget. Um, you gotta have, you gotta have a cute girl yeah. mouse friend. I remember reading somewhere on the internet, uh, which is a horrible place, uh, that there was a gadget hack wrench cult in Russia. <laughs> All these Russian weebs, uh, like in the late aughts, were <laughs> obsessed with. Hang on, let's just uh, obsessed with what? Sorry, can you repeat that? I gadget. Uh, ga- just look up Gadget Chippendale. Um, gadget. Is this gonna... I'm going to turn Brett into a furry on the pod. Yeah, I'm going to start. Uh, 
uh, drooling. <laughs> she looks kind of like um, the the girl from uh, the Goofy movie, Roxanne. Yeah. Well, kind of like has that. Um, uh, I, I've heard. To be clear, I'm, this is not my opinion, but some people think the the bunny from Zoo, Zootopia is hot. <laughs> And uh, Officer Hops, Officer Hops, and I think what causes that is like if a girl's like fully clothed, if like the body is exactly a human, they just have a, a animal's <laughs> face, right? Go, go on. I'm listening. <laughs> I think that's it. Like this, if you took the top, if you took this, if you didn't look at the head of this mouse girl, it looks like a normal human. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Then, then so it's just she, she is a, mouse, a anthropomorphic mouse with uh, good lady hair and woman-like features, and like none of these like guy like the Chippendales aren't like fully human bodies, but with just a chipmunk head. Hey, can, but this girl pretty much is. Brett, do you want to see a picture of this Russian gadget cult? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let, let me describe this for the listeners. Uh, this is a bunch of, let's say, late aughts um, Russian gentlemen with a, it's a vinyl, uh, like a banner, one of those pop-up banners that you use at trade shows uh, with Gadget uh, on it. And uh, they have a big snack table set up. They have a spread. So it's like a bunch of mugs and uh, they've got some kind of alcohol and a bunch of like cold cuts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great game though. So I don't and then it looks like this medium article has a lot to say about what we were just talking about, which is like why why are you so down with this mouse lady? Like and like I don't wanna like make like yeah, if you if you wanna <laughs> you know, if you're attracted to a mouse, that's fine. I don't Let's, know. I don't yeah, care. I, I don't I have a soft spot for the furry community. I think that, <laughs> I think that crowd's like It's a fun crowd. It's not my cup of tea. Also, go with God. You know what? Do do your thing. Yeah. And also, it's not really their fault because we grew up around um, anthropomorphized. Uh, I no, I get it. Sexy like, cartoon characters. So of course, we're all like wired. Yeah. Strangely, I um, if I was, I, I don't know if I mentioned this in, on this podcast, but I went through my old like Sonic the Hedgehog magazines. Oh and hell man, yeah! And were they planting seeds? Uh, not that I again. <laughs> I'm not into the the, the whole Sonic. Uh, Avenue. Who's your Who's your Sonic? Fr- which of Sonic's shitty friends is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> I well, like I, I think Knuckles is cool. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, but like they, I, I, I like I, I was going through it and like there was a there was a panel of like Sonic making out with a raccoon lady and like there was tongue. Whoa! And it was like. A kid's mouth. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. They, they Wait, Sonic open mouth kissed a raccoon in that... In, 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 in my dude. childhood comic book I had, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, that's... Huh. Because <laughs> we all know that in the 2006 Sonic the Hedgehog game, Sonic kisses a human woman. Yeah, so even... Like, that's, <laughs> so, like, not even Sonic is a furry. Yeah, like, <laughs> Sonic, uh, Sonic is... Uh, it's poly polyamorous. I don't yeah, know. He, I don't know what he's called. Humans, animals, Look, I, other the, hedgehogs. The only thing I know is Sonic. He's fast. Is Sonic leave it, it at that. Sonic is fast. I, I, what I said does mean, not does not mean anything. I did not. There's a there's a classic. Um, honestly, I don't know how well it's aged, but Games for Windows Live, the old uh, magazine podcast 
from 2007, 2008, did a dramatic reading of a forum where uh, a bunch of Sonic fans were able to get wedding certificates so they could marry their favorite Sonic characters. <laughs> and honestly, like at the time I was like, man, that's some internet strangeness. But like I went back and re- re-listened to it lately and I felt kind of bad. It felt like punching down a little bit. Oh, you, me laughing at that was... Not not you, I meant them. Because they, yeah. they were like very much like, I'm going to read in this voice. You know, like just very critical of like some weird little corner of the internet. And it's like... Yeah, like it, it, there's like a... Like, I don't know, like the sweetness to uh, whatever weird corner those people are from, but yeah, you know, like let, let that kid marry miles tails per hour. Yeah, totally. Honestly. I, uh, miles per hour. Get, get it. That's the name. Ah. Oh, is that really? That's why his name oh, is miles God. power. Miles per hour. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm changing from knuckles to, to, to tails. If, if you're a tails man, if, I'm a tails guy now. He, he flies a biplane. Actually, I mean, honestly, as a kid, I, I hate to admit it, but I was probably more of a shadow, the hedgehog kid. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, that's, I played the shadow game where he's very brave of you to say I, that yeah. on a podcast. Anyone yeah, can listen I to I played the shadow ga- GameCube game where he just had a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> What's special about shadow versus Sonic? I don't know. He has a gun. He has a machine, literally just has a machine gun. Microsoft demanded for the Xbox version of the game. We, we need more. We need this hedgehog to be armed. <laughs> it's, I, I got to replay that shadow game. Cause that it was fucking nuts. I just, I want to clarify, I did not plan on having a conversation about, um, like, objectifying and sexualizing uh, cartoon characters. Uh, in the first, how far are we into the podcast now? Uh, 10 minutes, like 13 minutes. So yeah, we, you know, We've been talking about it a long time. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could, move, we could, we could probably move let's, forward. Let's move on. Uh, we are here at... Mailbox. It's here. It's the Mailbox. Yeah, um, I gotta say, once again, just the most brutal responses occasionally. Really, <laughs> really passive aggressive this time. The uh, if I could talk about the one I really feel like, there's this kid who like in, he he was talking about school and like he was like in some sort of like class where they were inventing stuff and right. he was like, hey, the problem I want to fix is I want to invent a thing that um, untangles cords. Yeah, because because my 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 controller cords are all, like that's a legitimate problem. You know, they're always getting tangled up. So it gave me a like, really powerful sense of memory to the cabled controllers days, and there really was. There'd be this mess of cables in front of the TV. Yeah, and it's like, unkempt, a parent's nightmare. And he built a device that you know he's a kid. It might not have been the best, like he, but he, it's like a box where like you, you know like the cord just naturally coils up so that you just pull it out and it would never it would never get tangled ideally because you could just coil it yeah it was like a it's some forth. kind of spring powered coil thing but Nintendo's really shot his product down yeah so <laughs> so were... eric rackley from valdosta guy <laughs> is like i built this thing and i won it's like an eight-year-old who built and he had like parents coming up to him being like this is a great idea and then nintendo <laughs> do you want to read what they say yeah it... Uh, I, I like. I wish I had someone who like could just do a villain's voice. I'm not much of a voice guy because like this is so evil. But uh, just well, Eric, your idea looks good on paper. Like that's immediately already like. <laughs> well, you're right. <laughs> like immediately they're like. Uh, he's he's about to get slammed in this scientific review. I know. Or 
or whatever your model is made of, dot, 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 although there isn't any products quite like it in the works, we here at Nintendo have also given some thought to the problem of tangled cords. Our solution, the NES Satellite, <laughs> our infrared <laughs> remote controller that not only eliminates cord tangle, but lets four people play simultaneously. Fuck you, Eric. That's not in the magazine, but that's... <laughs> it, like, they just pretty much said, like... Uh, like they just pretty much said like, Hey, yeah, we know we made a better product than yours. Have you, you instead of buying Eric's product, have you considered getting our better thing? (laughs) Like they, they, in in fact, like maybe this kid actually made a good product and they were like, guys, we got some competition. We got to like crush this kid. (laughs) Put it in the magazine. So mean. Like this feel, you know how. Often, and Nintendo still this today, this is kind of a bummer thing, I think. Pers- I, I guess I don't know the logistics, but Nintendo's really big on canceling fan projects. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they killed the uh, another Metroid 2 remake. Remake, yeah. And which I, was very good. Which, yeah, and I never played it, but like there's. You can still find it on. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you can, but I've always heard they've been pretty like quick to like cut the string on those things. The only one they haven't messed with is Mother 3, the fan translation, I think. I don't yes. think they went after that. I'm very glad that that'd be a real bummer. That was, uh, that'd be so stupid. I mean, maybe yeah. they, maybe that just shows how uninterested they are in porting it legitimately. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This kind of feels like that. It kind of feels like it, like they're they were like, hey, we make Nintendo stuff, not you, <laughs> <laughs> not you. You'll grab you'll that little kid. kid by his backpack straps and slam him <laughs> yeah. up against the lockers, <laughs> coil him up into a box. Hey, Eric. Look me in the eyes, Eric. <laughs> so mean. Your, your courts deserve to be tangled, you little. little. And, and just at, they they do the same thing in the next letter, which I assume you also wanted to point out. Where um, P. A. Dahl from Federal Way Wa writes in and is like, "Both my children are Nintendo fans. We don't get a lot of sunlight every year." As a mom, I feel obligated to shoot them outside, but now they have Game Boys, so they actually will go outside, so that's great. I just prop them. She she does say something funny. She says, now I can prop them against the deck railing outdoors in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then again, you know, so it's a cute, it's cute. It's like, yeah, yeah, they're still playing games, but at least they're outside getting some, getting that vitamin D. And then Nintendo's response is... Although Game Boy is great for outdoor play, we do not recommend exposing the screen to direct sunlight for prolonged periods of time. The sun sounds like it's great for your kids, though, but be sure to turn them over every so often so they tan evenly as they're propped against the railing. So the ending's fun. Okay, okay. The ending was fun. They that's threw, they that's threw true. a nice little zinger in there. I appreciate it. Um, a little bit of character came out. Really substantially less mean than the first so one. So really, like, it feels like what they're doing a little bit differently, because even the last one, even, even though it's just brutal, they just like stabbed a knife into this kid's heart it it was a little it, like they threw a kind of a joke in there in the last one as well saying like uh it looks good on paper or whatever your product is made of like that's kind of a joke yeah uh so i think they're really just getting better at like at the end of the day they're when they respond their goal is to poison the people like it feels like they're putting like the the like when you need to feed a kid healthy food you put like put a little bit of banana on the top of the spoon to trick them so it feels like they're kind of Making it lighter, like they're putting a couple stuff to be lighter, but end of the day, they're just breaking hearts and and, Here, and being evil. Okay, here's a question: Are two people switching off 
answering these and one of them is evil and one of them is cool. It's the, it honestly because seems like that or like the very first answer is somebody who's excited about uh, the, the letter is excited about going to the Nintendo world championship, which <laughs> hell yeah, as a little kid, that was probably the craziest thing. Yeah. And the response is just like, Hey, glad you had a good time. Anybody else who was there, write in, let us know what you thought. Fine. Totally, yeah. totally good enthusiast. The second one is uh, Eric's like really awful response that that you read the third one is the game boy one where it's kind of funny again yeah it's just like hey a little product information Eh, maybe don't you're going to ruin your game boy screen if you point it directly at direct sunlight yeah uh but yeah you know rotate those kids and did you read the fourth one is like uh a guy like went through a hurricane and talked about how like uh the nintendo uh console really helped him through a hard time in life yeah and i was really like guys come on responders don't be snippy just be not don't be like hey well in hurricanes make sure your nintendo is put in a it's put in a ziploc bag because if, if your game boy is part of a carpet bombing campaign make sure that it's done to die before yeah. you try to use I, the whole time i'm reading I'm like please have a little bit of empathy guys well, but this one this one is not bad but it's definitely not good because their response yeah. at the end is thanks for sharing your experience with us john we're glad that both you and your nes survived the disaster of hurricane hugo and wish you the best of luck in the future maybe there's three and this one was written by a lawyer <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It doesn't, it still is a little like. We are enthused that you are not dead, John. It, it almost feels like they like were very, yeah, at least very, it, it seems like they were very careful about the response and wanted to cover their base. I mean, right underneath that, they do also have a section being like, in a future letter column, we'd like to feature letters on your worst Nintendo nightmares. We're not talking about real disasters like the one John went through. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. I missed. That's what I was expecting. Oh, so they. <laughs> oh my God. I missed that. Oh, these people yeah, t- are Yeah, taken as a set. You're right. This is uh this is pretty like, wow, that's really too bad. Hey, if you guys had a horrible thing, not an actual horrible thing like John's, but like a fun, horrible thing, write in and let us know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, make it funny, please. It really does. I agree. This seems like a team of two very different personalities. Neither one. It feels like chaotic evil and lawful evil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's where the lawyer comes from. And that's like a, like a, oh, you think they're both evil. Okay. I was going to say, I thought you were doing chaotic good. (laughs) So one's chaotic good, one's lawful evil. Mm, Now I'm confused. I think. There's definitely yeah, somebody could, who, how would you categorize these two different writers there's somebody uh, in terms that, of D and D ethics? One person answering these letters does not know how to talk to people <laughs> in a magazine. <laughs> so there's that person. Like I remember one of the first like kind of pro customer service jobs I got, I went into the system and saw the emails that our warehouse manager was sending out. And I was like, I need to start immediately. Oh, oh. <laughs> just because it's like, holy shit, this guy does not know how to. Yeah, th- this guy yeah. is absolutely, you know, you could have a response that's annoying and you could, you could have, or you could have a neutral response, but you can also have a response that's detrimental that actually, actually makes the situation worse. I actually buy that. I actually kind of buy, because these responses have been getting a lot more fun recently. And I, it kind of does seem like at a certain point they were like, hey guys, we need to make this. Hey, John, like, Love that you're here. Love that you're working here. You are bad at this. (laughs) But we're not going to fire you because we don't have enough people to make the magazine. So we're going to bring in a second person. (laughs) And in addition to this, you have to do something else. I buy buy that story, if I'm being honest. Um, Are there credits for who? 
yeah, we can move on, whatever. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if there is, so far, if there's anyone we could have, like, as a guest over, like, counselors, counselors over, like, Howard himself, I would rather have whoever was responding to these we gotta as get, a guest. That we, sounds... Uh, we got to get Gail Tindon on when she has, when she, when nothing she could say would damage her career opportunities. <laughs> so she could just like be honest and be like, yeah, this person hated kids <laughs> <laughs> and hated answering emails and we made them do it anyways. <laughs> All right, let's see. Okay. It's Final Fantasy again. Yeah, kind of the same. It's kind of a repeat. I think they do these, so this is a continuation done in a very similar format to the last Final Fantasy feature where they kind of break down the different quests you go on into these little text boxes with, hey, you're going to go defeat a vampire in the Earth Cave. They, re- I mean, honestly, like if we talk about like the, this is, the Final Fantasy seems pretty well done, like in terms of uh like, you know, the whole point of all these companies, like they say, hey, here's our game, let's make a strategy guide. This one's pretty fun. There's a lot of detail. There's a lot of like budget put into the, I guess, the advertising compared to other games. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially in, uh, how they, including that they give away free sets of armor. This was well. Final Fantasy One Nintendo published. So, oh, really? They were definitely because the, the game came with a guide. They've done this a couple of times where it's like we want this to be successful because we think it's a great game, but it is kind of new to a Western audience. Let's see if we can help them a little bit. Uh, Because they did this with Earthbound, you know, like five some odd years later. But Earthbound didn't like do well. No, Earthbound tanked, but then it's like one of the best games ever. So yeah, I don't know what, like, I'd be curious to like watch documentary on why they think it failed. Some people were saying that like actually the marketing campaign was a little off because they did the they had like scratch and sniff cards. Yeah, well, like I, I know the the general like marketing campaign was like like the the slogan was called "This game stinks." Yeah, so they, it was a, kind of like a garbage pal kid kind of route. Yeah, they leaned into like Mister Belch, like the blob enemy and yeah. stuff like that. And I think you. I think what makes Earthbound endearing to people is kind of, I mean, it's what people respond to with uh, Undertale, where it's like there's there's an irreverence to it, but also like real heart. Yeah, which is hard to market, I guess. But I guess, I mean, I'm, I, I guess this is a thing that I know nothing about, but I, I, hmm. I, like, I don't know how you'd be like, hey, this is like a heartfelt thing. How do we make people think, oh, that's what this is, and yeah, like want it. kids aren't going to want this. And then, but now you can just say, well, it's like Earthbound or Undertale. And everyone's like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, like that's the, yeah, I guess that nowadays that's what you do. Um, hmm. Yeah, honestly, a lot of games nowadays, like indie games, just say, we're like Earthbound is, is literally the market. Yep. And that's a powerful, that's very compelling. Yeah. Uh, and then, I don't have anything else. Yeah, well, my only thing is they're giving away suits of armor, but this time they actually showed like a picture of a suit of armor, which I think is a good call because last time I just skimmed over the fact that they were giving away free suits of armor. That's right. And holy shit, you should not be able to skim over. If you're giving away free sets of armors, that should not be only in text. Yeah, they. the best part is they do show a suit of armor, but it's an illustration. Yeah, yeah, still, honestly, I don't even, I don't trust that these are like real 
high quality suits of armor. It's got to be one of those suits of armor that's like four feet tall. Yeah, there's got to be. They're they're hiding around. They're they're dancing around something here. But one thing I would absolutely love though is right over that suit of armor, they show one of the other contest prizes, which is a neon pink Final Fantasy fanny pack. (laughs) And that I I, dig that. I really really want that. Yeah, I would actually. I would take that. That would fit with like modern, the modern Final Fantasy aesthetic, wouldn't it? Like the buckles and goggles thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess I could kind of see that. You could see like a, uh, hmm, maybe Jesse from Final Fantasy VII wearing the fanny pack. She seems like a final, yeah. Fan, she, uh, I fi- buy that. Final fanny pack girl. <laughs> All right. And then unexpectedly, they're really springing this on us, but we're at. Howard and Nectar. We're at the worst part of the magazine already. I've got to say, so this is something you mentioned earlier before we started recording, but um, there's the How Did This Get Played podcast where they just have to play bad video games. Mm -hmm. And they've gotten to the point where they're like, fuck, I have to keep playing these shitty fucking video games. Yeah. So now it's just the Get Played podcast and and they play whatever they want. And they play whatever they want. I am getting like that with Howard and Esther. Every time I read it, I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to read another one of these fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> they are just, it's just the same goddamn thing every time. I, I this for some reason this specific time reading it, I just was like, I can't. This what? is just this is just so. I'm just so bored of this fucking story of. Okay, it's the same thing. It's Howard. They're, they're it's, hiking they, they, with the Super C guys, who are apparently a couple. Um, that's kind of the, it kind of felt like, you know, you go hiking in the Hollywood Hills enough, you, you come across your buddy and his partner and like they're hiking too. And then, you know, that's kind of what this comic is. It's a story about hikers crossing paths. Okay. Like I'm going to be honest, like, I don't mean to like not call this a work of art because it is, but I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) bored of it. Well, before we could just analyze another comic from July, 1990. Do you want to do that instead? I, I, I don't know. I mean, like I, I, I feel like with this podcast, I think the Howard and Esther deconstruction is a lot of fun. I'm just sick of looking at their faces. Do you want to do one, like maybe one of the peanuts Sunday strips from August, 1990? Yeah. Here, let me actually, let me make sure I've got no like interesting take on. Oh, (laughs) here's one. That's just Snoopy with no words. We can do this one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he's bungee jumping off of his doghouse. So here, do you want me to send you the link to this? Yeah. Go ahead and send me a link. All right. Here you go. I'm going to um, message it to you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do, uh, let's do the, <laughs> this, this is a really bad choice because there's almost no words in it. It's just, um, Snoopy has attached a cable to his ankle and he runs and jumps off the side of his doghouse <laughs> and bungee jumps. Okay. Yeah. Here, let's, let's, um, I'm, I'm done. I feel like we could use a Howard and Nestor vac- vacation. <laughs> okay. We're going to do 30 minutes. Uh, let's, on- let's, let's, uh, I, I would say we, maybe in the future go, but, but I, I think this is just like, we need a relationship break from Howard and Nestor. So let's, uh, is there two characters in this? No, is it just a, I, no. This peanuts. We we could pick another. Is there one. a version or uh, is there another comic you have where there's like two leads <laughs> that could kind of replace the, our Howard and Nestor like hole in our hearts? Um, do we want to do Sunday comics? I mean, should we do what's like a classic too? Garfield and that dude. Oh yeah, Garf. Yeah, we could do Garfield 1990. Yeah, Garfield and what's the guy's name? John Garfield and John Garfield. 
Sunday Comics, Garfield, August 19th. Did I ever mention that I stole a uh, Garfield comic from my teacher? What? You stole it? I stole it, yeah. Which book was it? um, It was like just a collection. It was just like, it was like a kind of a rectangular book with like a bunch of uh, uh, just single Garfield strips. And I really liked it and I didn't like the teacher. So I I, I committed to it. Okay, so this is, yeah, like let's... Let's, let's refresh it. Let's, let's get a new dynamic in here. I, I think I think this is gonna be good. Uh, okay, great. So we are doing a August nineteen ninety Garfield Sunday comic. So what if we do? <laughs> yeah, just do the first. One. You want to do the first one? Okay. So this is <laughs> August fifth. Yes. So this or this August fifth, nineteen ninety. I was on August first, but okay, oh, let's my go bad. August. 5th. Oh yeah, because the the Sunday ones are like. Full pages. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's, I want a full story here. Okay, so in the first panel with the title, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Johnny Garfield drinking coffee, and Garfield has a mug that takes up most of the panel. Strikingly similar to Howard and Nestor. The yep. Howard and Nestor logo has uh, both Howard and Nestor's name, but Nestor like, crosses out his name and makes it bigger. Yeah. Uh, and this mm. John has a tiny John mug, and then Garfield has a large... Uh, how crazy is it going to be if we find out that Howard Nestor has been just reskinning <laughs> Garfield comics this entire time? Yeah, that's uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen here because <laughs> that's a uh, may, maybe that was just like a, a comic thing in the late '80s and early '90s where it's like the absolute pinnacle of comedy is when one character dunks on another character, <laughs> even though they're they're stupider. Yeah, I. I'm already seeing like, I guess, I mean, I guess great art steals. So I can- yeah, maybe Howard and Nestor was just them getting their ideas from Garfield. So yeah, Garfield is um, on the recliner watching uh, the boob tube. He's watching some TV and John is up to something behind him. He yeah, has, I can't tell what he's up to. He's got a saw. He's got, it looks like a pillow oh, and sure. he, he looks very mischievous. Does a uh, question, does John, I don't really, I'm not a big Garfield guy uh, other than stealing it from my teacher. Yeah. Um, Does John try to kill Garfield? Is that, is that a thing? Is it like, what's, (laughs) why? Well, I guess we're just going to have to read the comic and find out. Yeah. I I guess like, this is weird because like, it feels like I'm jumping into Howard and Nestor issue 12. I don't know their dynamic yet. This is a good point. Uh, I, I feel like the main dynamic in Garfield is that, um, John wants the lasagna to himself, but Garfield eats it all. Um, or John has a plant and Garfield eats it. Um, or John wants to go on a date and Garfield ruins it. So I've, I've got to say as harsh as I have been on Howard Nestor, it seems like they're pretty on par with what comics are at this point. <laughs> I think maybe Howard Nestor leave, ain't so bad. You leave Garfield alone, man. Okay. So Gar- Garfield yawns and has decided that he's watched enough TV, even though it's like clearly daylight. Uh, from the color choice, you know, it's like yellow yeah, walls in the comics. So it looks like, like it, the lights are still on. So he says time for bed and he goes over his bed, but under the blanket, someone is already there. Already sleeping. Yeah. And Garfield is shocked and then angry because he knows it's Opie. No, that's Odie. Who's Odie o- is the dog, not Opie. Oh, he, so he, he assumes like we know it's John. Well, we're about to find oh. out. Oh yeah. I guess, I guess I, I, yeah, I guess you don't know. Yeah, so yeah, he he knows it's Odie, and I, we have some. We know John is up to something, and he has a table. He yeah, has so a we saw. so we have the information to know it's John, but yeah, 
Um, it's yeah. not confirmed yet. But then, of course, in the next panel, John pops up totally by surprise, shocking Garfield and says, cut it out. I'm trying to get some sleep here. And then uh, Garfield, uh, I think, has a heart attack and dies in the last panel. Is this the last Garfield comic? <laughs> no, because there's one for August 6th. It's <laughs> him <laughs> <Instead of> getting revived. <laughs> uh, and then we see that <laughs> John, John, John to prank Garfield has cut a hole in his, uh, I mean, dining room tables cost like $1,000 now. This, this guy's just like dropping money for his little pranks. Yeah, and he's a, isn't he a cartoonist? Because that's like. Oh, is that the. Uh, I thought that was Calvin and Hobbes. I don't know. I, know that. I, don't, I don't know anything about this. And then, yeah, Garfield is pretty much confirmed dead. Uh, the next issue is John creating a time machine to go back in time to save Garfield. So he can kill him again. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> uh, let's see. Fictional biography. Jonathan told Garfield that he was 29 years old in a December 23, 1980 strip. So he is um, 40 years old. As like just about as of the time of uh, he's thirty nine. He might be Italian. I I got I gotta ask: Is there any like Sunday paper comic, this kind of style of comic that isn't just a steaming pile of shit? Is there a version? <laughs> is there any of them that's? I would argue Peanuts is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Because this is it's, just like how it's just nonsense. Like I'm, I'm reading some of these later ones; they're just nonsense. Yeah, the, when we when we rate Garfield and, and John at the end of this podcast, I'm gonna it's gonna be some low numbers <laughs> for me personally. I gotta get. I I will probably give John a good score because he destroyed <laughs> his dinner t- his dining room table to <laughs> prank his cat. Kill okay, it. yeah, I, I do respect that a little bit. Um, I think okay. So here's the thing: is I think the same thing that's happening with Howard and Nestor is happening with Garfield because if you look at some of these other comics during the week. These are these are bad, and I think a big part of yeah, that is non- that they're nonsense. I can't follow what the fuck's happening. Well, he's the the week after this comic, the resurrected and or you know <laughs> may, maybe um, maybe Jim Davis did these comics before he killed Garfield in the Sunday one, and then realized that he's going to have to retcon it. But like um, <laughs> Garfield's just doing impressions all week. Is that the yeah, it's just impressions. And then Garfield puts the blanket over his head and he's like, the Mona Lisa. And it's like, I mean, that's bad. That's yeah. real bad. And he sticks his head into his body, which cats cannot do. And he says he's a turtle. I guess it like, it's kind of, it, I feel like these old comics kind of remind me of like preschool television where it's just kind of bright and colorful and there's like cute drawings. So you don't really, like as a kid, you don't care what the content of it is. It's like even Sesame Street has more going on. I mean, did you see that that feud that Elmo has with that girl over the rock? No. Like I, that's a big thing online. Like Elmo has got beef with this uh, with this other Muppet. I actually buy that. For some reason, I trust puppet shows. Puppet shows seem to have pretty good writing. Opt. Like the Muppets is pretty solid. The Muppets is really solid. Love the Muppets. The Muppets are great. They don't always hit, but I forgive them because they're real. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I don't know. I haven't watched a ton of the Muppets, but I watched over Christmas. I watched with a friend. I watched the Muppets. Night. I don't know the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, the, no, not Nightmare. The, no, no, no. Yeah, that's uh, the. Chris, I wish they did a the nightmare. one where they, you know, Muppets Christmas Mixed Carol, Scrooge, whatever. Yeah, that was a fun, that was a fun movie. There's also that Christmas special where they're all in the house. Uh, it's like from the seventies. I have a soft spot for that because I used to watch it around Christmas. Yeah. It's one of those, like, we do a Christmas special and it's like, 
a ever increasing number of people trapped in a snowstorm come to hang out at your giant country home. Oh, is that is that the premise of it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, it's so great. I love it. I love I love that. So it's a bunch of people being like coming in and brushing snow off and be like, it's crazy out there. And then Swedish chef is in the kitchen destroying everything. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Muppets are, yeah. It seems like puppets equals good. <laughs> I, uh, not that I have a ton of knowledge on that stuff, but I'm saying it. Uh, he kills Garfield again in the next Sunday comic. <laughs> <laughs> is that a, is that a theme of every Sunday comic? Uh, yeah, it's in the August 12th one, Garfield steals all his blankets, and John apparently only has enough money for, like, one military-style wool blanket. <laughs> um, and he decides to brush Garfield, catches him and brushes him until nothing is left but a pile of uh, fluff, and then goes to the veterinarian that he's always um, harassing and brings the pile of fluff and asks, he's like, you got to help my cat. And then... Let's see if he kills him in the next one. No, the next one, next Sunday, it's just Garfield sleeping. Garfield, Garfield can't even reach for the remote. But honestly, being that lazy, that's going to kill him in the that's that's a long term death. Yeah, yeah, he's he's dead in a lot of ways in that one too. <laughs> um, in this one, uh, yeah, he dies in the next one, August twenty sixth. He does, yeah, because he drinks all of John's uh, soda pops. And then uh, blows up, explodes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Looks like he might also have killed John and Odie. <laughs> wow! So that's uh, that's the uh, the August nineteen ninety run of Garfield. Yeah, I gotta say, um, pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't feel terrible about. Um, let's just skip the rest of this Howard Nestor and just like that's what we covered. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that. This wasn't the. Um, I, I got nothing to. Say. I mean, honestly, this. I'm looking at this and it just looks like Garfield. <laughs> More features. Yep. They, Here we go. They got a. They got a spread on the summer consumer electronics show in Chicago's McCormick Center. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, yeah, I mean, they have some games here. Uh, did you check out this little, this illustration, this illustration of Konami's laser scope voice command stereo headset? No, what is that? It looks like a child's drawing. They don't, it's not a physical product. It's just a, some kind of science fiction visor and headset. <laughs> That's kind of cool. What is that for? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this was back in the day where there's like, they were just throwing crazy like gadgets for for your your systems it's, like crazy i mean they, they have actual words written it's like dr mario teenage mutant ninja turtles deja vu by the people who made Shadowgate is in Ooh. here that's cool Mega Man 3 is here yeah 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 Ooh, i'm excited Mega Man 3 whenever that gets actually featured i'm, I'm ready to talk about it yeah and then in the corner <laughs> this this unusual controller from konami was turning heads at the ces and it just they don't even have a picture of it <laughs> Like what? What is that? Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, it's it's like oh, you're at the trade show, and it's like oh, I have an idea, and you draw it on a napkin, and you're like showing it to people in and the corner of the booth. People love it. Uh, did this ever come out? I don't know. Let's look at it. Let's look it up just really quick. Let me cut this out if it's not Konami Laser Scope. Oh my god, it's real. Oh shit! Really? It's real. It's real. It's real. Oh 
Oh man! Holy shit! What is game it, for? Like, what what game would you use that? Is it just a headset? Uh, it was designed for the game Laser Invasion, but works with any game compatible with the NES Zapper. Oh, that's kind of sick. Actually. Oh man! So it's just like a zapper that you just but you aim with your head. It is voice activated, firing a shot whenever the wearer says "fire." Although some reviewers criticized its ability to do so. <laughs> The laser scope is powered through the audio port of the NES, allowing it to function as headphones for the NES. Oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, that is something I always like. I just think in the world, we're always pushing for the coolest, newest technology. Like we always want whatever the next thing is, which means we're never going to like have a perfected thing. I feel like we're always doing things for, which isn't totally true, but we're always trying to reach for the next big thing. And it's always like, okay, well, it's never going to be perfectly like it's never going to run perfectly. And it, it, it feels this, like back then it's it's that's for sure how it was for they're always like oh look at this crazy we get we can do vr and it's like yeah i, I guess technically but it's it's not great yeah it this feels like i mean nes accessories in this era were very guilty of this where it's just like <laughs> this is we're a long can you imagine if it around the NES time, they had figured out music games, you know, with like music game accessories where, where if they, oh, what, what that if they had doable. beat mania or like a, you know, the, the maracas from Samba de Amigo. Yeah. Or just but rock, no, yeah, rock band, but on the NES, th- this is like, so in the business world, it's, you always want to make sure it's like, what is the problem we are trying to solve? And that seems obvious, but a lot of times you're already producing the NES Zapper headset. I'm sorry, the laser scope before you've even defined. It's like, why are we doing this? <laughs> and I, this feels like a thing where it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like the goal for a lot of this stuff was just being, just being like, Hey, kids like the future. So let's try to look like we are the future. Like that's, I feel like that's what the power glove was. It's like, Hey, look, this is, this is a sci-fi movie. If you buy this, you're going to be like living in a sci-fi movie right now. And yeah. I, I feel like that's a lot of these things is they were just like, what if we could do this big, crazy thing that shouldn't exist yet? And they make it and it shouldn't exist yet. And it sucks. Yeah. Maybe this is an aspirational thing where all this hardware has kind of, yeah, sci-fi action movie overtones to it. And I think, and you think about like Captain in the Game Master where he's got like the zapper and he's using it like a, a laser blaster or something. Oh, yeah. So, so there's this. Maybe this is an aspect of like, well, what you're actually, what the kid would want this for is to like feel more agency. Like, oh, I'm a sci-fi hero in my favorite game. I am the Mega Man. Oh, I mean, as a kid who was never like, I never got any of this bullshit. Uh, <laughs> so I was never, I never like got a, a cold taste of the truth. So yeah. in my head, I was always like, and I think by the time I was a kid, they kind of stopped doing this bullshit as well. They, they weren't like trying to sell like robot suit for the NES. You yeah, you were from buy the- a full robot suit that you can get into and you are a robot <laughs> and you can take it to school. Has one game that works with it. <laughs> and uh, $250. As a kid, whenever I would see this like historic shit, I'd be like, holy shit, this is all like, why? They, they, why were they doing all this future stuff five years ago or 10 years ago? Right. Uh, and it seemed so cool, but you were of the era where it was like, Hey, this controller has a fan in it. So if you, if you palms get sweaty playing halo two, yeah, or halo three, the air will blow in your hands and dry them. I don't even know if I was a kid, but I mean, I don't know if I like other kids were getting that stuff, but I really was, was not get, I, I 
don't remember getting any like weird shit for like all of my system stuff was pretty standard. I would just get like the Xbox and the normal Xbox controller and that was it. Did you guys have plastic instruments? Did you have Guitar Hero stuff? Yes, we did. Like everyone else, we had we did get the Guitar Hero phase. But that, okay. I would say that's about it. All right. We got Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, <laughs> you do not. <laughs> this game's all right. Yeah, you, you mentioned this is kind of along the line of DuckTales. Kind of like, hey, it's surprisingly not a bad licensed game. It's yeah, got, this, It's got an attra- a mouse you're attracted to. <laughs> I am not. I might have had a crush on Gadget. I'm going to cut this out. <laughs> cut it out. Uh, <laughs> it's the hair. I, it's to, to, say, to, be, to be fair, I am not a ton of steps above being attracted to a cartoon mouse. <laughs> I, I am not fully out of that bar, ball, ballpark there. Um, yeah, it, I mean, the game, you are Chip or Dale, and you can pick up stuff, including the other player, and throw them. And uh, that's pretty much the game you fight characters is it a multiplayer game or did you just control it's two player okay yeah so it's got you know capcom was doing great work at this in this era um also capcom yeah they really were they were really not not only were they making good games but they were making them at a pretty quick rate the faster you release the games the more money you make (laughs) but like it didn't feel like they were like taking huge dives on quality no this is a I, I would say DuckTales is probably more fondly remembered than this one. And yeah. Darkwing Duck, uh, when that eventually comes out in like three years, is a lot like Mega Man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this one's this one's cool. It's uh, You can throw your other player to their death over and over. <laughs> and I like it. You, uh, you unlock sexy photos of a sexy mouse. Yeah. Uh, it also, the uh, what's the name it's, of the... It's got a brick breaker stage where you slowly unveil a, a lewd photo of, there's <laughs> of the mouse. There's a, there's a code also. And it's, it's, a, it's a pretty, like, uh, it's, it's gender equal. It's not as sexist as it sounds because uh, there's a mode to get uh, Dale to take off his Hawaiian shirt. And then he's, he just looks like the old chipmunk from the old cartoons. <laughs> yeah i pre- I appreciate the balance there <laughs> uh and we have like the the weird knockoff metal gear solid sequel snakes revenge or yeah, Me- metal a, gear sequel snakes revenge this, i didn't is this a technically a sequel to metal gear or is this what is yeah, this yes it is so there was there are two metal gear sequels one is snake's revenge which is like the knockoff one kind of um, like the mario bros 2 like sequel-esque yeah. kind of thing yeah and then there's an official one that kojima worked on solids is it just called solid snake it's called um yeah it was for the msx2 snake's revenge okay yeah he conceived the game in response to snake's revenge a separately produced sequel that was being developed at the time for the nas specifically for the north american and european markets so Solid Snake is the uh, is the weird one that people remember fondly. This is like the knockoff. That's I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. It's got pretty good reviews on the Power Player meter here. Yeah, the the Solid. trusty Power Player meter I, never lies. <laughs> yeah. Hey, great news! Uh, there's a sound test in Godzilla. <laughs> hey. That's great news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is great news. Yeah. Honestly, if I could wave a wand and replace Howard and Nestor with Garfield and John, and so every time Nestor appears in this comic, it's now Garfield. 
Oh man, I, wish I, could, I just wish I could do that. I don't know, man. I don't think you actually want that. <laughs> I think you're just like we. This is a, we took a longer break to record because of the um, disease minefield that was the holidays. <laughs> out of an abundance of caution and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I think I, I think we're just we just need to get settled. We it's need like, to get back into it. The, the I, I Howard agree. and Nestor hot hot tub. The uh, the water is too hot, and yes. you just got to take it slow. And eventually, <laughs> you won't be able to tell that we're boiling alive. <laughs> Very good point. Hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing with Podcast, the podcast. Are you ready? This is the beer break brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, Glub up that beer, my friend. Here we go! Play RC Pro-Am. Play with power. Pull up to the start. Taste the challenge. The power of radio control. If you can't take it, you'll need dust. Radio control Pro-Am only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Go, go, 13. Wait, hang on. All right, let's get back to the guys. Gogo 132. 13-2. It's fine they call it 132 cuz the 13 is Arabic and the 2 is Roman numerals. <laughs> yeah, I you know how like um Final Fantasy games will there's like Final Fantasy 132, right? Or Final Fantasy yeah. X2. Fabula Nova Crystallis. I would love a Golgo 2 2. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, everyone's favorite Cigarette smoking anime character that we definitely know about and love is uh, is I, back. I, I I so I just I care so little about, uh, but I, that's how I feel about a lot of it. Like I just don't I don't think it's fair for me to just to throw that. This could be a great game. I just uh, mm. don't feel drawn to play it. What is what's the rating they give it? Oh, they don't give it one. <laughs> yeah. Next up is Solstice, the quest for the staff of Demnos. Demnos. Uh, this is another isometric RPG game. There are quite a few of these. Wizardry yeah. is the one that I... No, not Wizardry. Um, the Immortal. I like how these games look a lot more than playing them. I think when I see them, I'm like, ooh, this looks a lot of fun. Like, I like the kind of like style, and it's an RPG. It's fantasy. I'm in, I'm in for all of that. Uh, but when I, I played a few of these games, and... Have not had fun. You know what the real problem is? Is controllers go up, down, left, and right, and these go diagonal up, diagonal down, diagonal left. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think yeah. that adds to it. Uh, multiple times now, I've fired up the Immortal because something about that game calls to me. But boy, that game kills you fast, <laughs> and it is impossible to control because of that diagonal thing. Yeah, no good. Uh, next up is Crystallis, which uh, actually pretty cool game, kind of a Zelda alike that is well regarded. Again, if we're just talking about um, quality of like, you know, when they like bring up a game, they all like the way they advertise the game is by just giving you a guide for the first couple levels. And I think they really went all out with this one. Like they took screenshots of like they'll take screenshots of screens and, and puzzle piece them together into like a full map. But they even went as far to be like, hey, let's grab the stuff we can't show and just draw maps for it. Right. I never. Yeah, that's. Is, uh, that, what's, is that what's happening? Like, it just seems like they were like, oh, OK. We, we did all the stuff everyone else does, but let's go a step further and making sure this is like a really good guide for people. They, uh, there is a long list of things to do, items, treasures, and weapons. It's a pretty comprehensive guide of the first part of the game. <laughs> yeah, they just made a good guide. Good for them. 
This reminds me a lot, I, I think visually and design-wise, a recent game that I'm really fond of called CrossCode. Ooh. Uh, did you ever play CrossCode? Heard of it. I have not played it. So CrossCode has is kind of fashion like an MMO, and in the game, you are in a MMO game. Yep. Um, it's a little meta. But yeah, like design-wise, Crystallis looks like it may have been an influence on it. Um, the actual gameplay is way more modern than Crystallis because there's a lot of twin-stick, multi- kind of MMO style recharging powers stuff happening and I don't know, great music. Everyone go go play CrossCode on your indie playing console of it, choice. It's on Game Pass, I believe. Get it on Game Pass. At least when I used to have Game Pass, it was on there. I still want to finish CrossCode. Great writing in that game. Yeah, I, it, it, it's probably a game I'll, I'll play at some point, but just have not gotten around to it. Uh, here we are at... Interfold. Uh a hot man is gonna fight Dracula, Brett. <laughs> he's uh attracting the bats. Do you think that's why the bats fly to him is he's so hot? Yeah, because his his shirt's off, but <laughs> he's still wanna, they just want to tell him. He's uh he's shirtless but still wearing shoulder armor. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I actually do, you know, that is this is kind of hitting that double because like oftentimes there's like that whole thing on girl armor where it's like not real armor and it's yep. just this is the version of that for guys. It's, this isn't real armor. It's just, uh, I, I appreciate uh, Castlevania going the hot guy route. Yeah, Simon Belmont wears, <laughs> or uh, this is Trevor Belmont in uh, Castlevania 3. Uh, he wears clothes in the game. <laughs> like with Wizards and Warriors, they didn't have to make him nude, but they did. But <laughs> Yeah, I. Um, he also has a sword, which he doesn't fucking have a sword in the game. Yeah, he's got the whip. He's is he a whip guy in the game? He's a whip boy. Whip boy. Uh, even I think Alucard doesn't even use a sword in Castlevania Three. This is the first time you can play as Castlevania character Alucard. It is like this is like it's Castlevania is like kind of in the vampire lore world, right? Mm-hmm. And. For some reason, vampire lord lore always equals hot, like attractive guy. Like, I don't know why that's so hand in hand, but like when you're in vampire world, like the guys are like super sexualized for whatever reason. It's never Dracula. It's always the people trying to kill him. <laughs> but like, I'm thinking of Twilight. Like, is yeah, because because uh, vampire vampires are bad boys. They have. <laughs> Yeah, they've got the bad boy vibe. That's that's got to be it. It's and if a, you, even if you kill vampires, you're still like a bad boy by association, I guess. It's just bad boys all the way down in, in Dracula <laughs> uh, when it comes to Dracula's. I, and also uh, circa, did that start with Symphony of the Night where they brought in, oh my gosh, did Yoshitaki Amano do the artwork for Symphony of the Night, the Final Fantasy artist? Because starting with Symphony of the Night, you started getting those character designs that are like really effeminate and gorgeously drawn in the Final Fantasy tradition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the late games. I mean, I'm assuming this isn't the same guy, right? No, this is, draw, this is this is this uh, seems uh, very not his style. This is another Frank Franzetta knockoff. <laughs> Just like that's what we've been getting out of anything f- remotely fantasy tinged in Nintendo Power for the last, uh, what are we on, year three now? A human Kojima. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Uh, it's not Amano. Uh, Ayami Kojima is the Japanese artist who did like the Castlevania Symphony of the Night stuff and the Game Boy Advance games. Really gorgeous art. Cool. Dude looks like a lady. Right. Dude looks like a lady. 
that a song? Uh, yeah. it, it is. <laughs> it is a song. <laughs> All right, the Game Boy, the portable system. Don't let it bake in the sun. Devil dragons uh, on the Game Boy, wizards and warriors on yeah. the Game Boy. It's uh, to me, I feel like as like there's just a novelty at this point of just hey, here's this type of game, but it's portable now. Which at the time, I guess, was a really big deal. Yeah, like that's when I was a kid, I was just obsessed with like trying to grab console experiences and trying to make it. Uh, pipe Dream on the Game Boy would have been a good game. Oh, I hey, they have Pipe Dream. Yeah, no, uh, I, I'm looking at it right that, now. That's that w- uh, my 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 uh, grandma had a Game Boy that I like would always play when I was at her house, and she she eventually gave it to me, and it was just that Game Boy and Pipe Dream. Oh, yeah, it's nice. I mean, that sounds. I did not know this, but Alexei Pajitnov, whose name I learned to pronounce for this podcast, uh, d- co-designed Pipe Dream. Oh, did he? Yeah, Tetris guy. I I don't really remember it that much, but I remember everyone. It's a good puzzle game, right? I played a ton of Pipe Dream on like Windows three point one. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. It's great. It's a great game. That I guy be- should have made more puzzle. What's up? Does he have anything else under his belt other than Pipe Dream and Tetris? Didn't he make Weltris or like Hatris, like one of the Tris? I, I, I don't know. He's done other stuff in addition to... <laughs> I'm looking it up. He also made The Last of Us. Famously known for that pachinko porn game that you can <laughs> play in Japanese arcades. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, he did do Hatris. He did Weltris. He did, did Wordtris. Oh man! He w- oh, he did Ice and Fire. That game is cool. You can play that on NES. Angry Birds, Tetrisphere. Oh, and of course, uh, one of my favorites, Tiny Wings, Hexic. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I probably would recognize You're, most of these. You have an Xbox. You don't know about Hexic? Uh, I would probably recognize uh, it. I. Yeah, I mean, like. All these puzzle games that have like glob, like Tetris is a weird made up word, right? If it's not Tetris, it's always just like some puzzle game named like Hextron 3000. And I'm not going to remember the name of that. And like Hattress. No. It's, pu- it's a puzzle game with hats. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. I dig that. <laughs> Next up, we got some previews. Uh, this is a preview of Castlevania 3. We already talked about that. I own this game. It was good. Pass. Oh um, man, how could you? Oh, uh, not, not, not in Castlevania Three. Um, I was I was moving ahead. I'm at. Well, do you have anything else on else on uh, Castlevania Three? Nah, we already talked about it. Maniac Mansion. <laughs> yep, I got nothing. You could microwave the gerbil. Yeah. <laughs> you seem really unimpressed with that. <laughs> Can you? Is that is that like a puzzle in the game? It's yeah, Maniac. I mean, this is a predecessor to like the Secret of Monkey Island and Day of the Tentacle. Oh, really? Is this by um, Tim Schafer or whatever? Is this Lucas uh, Art? I don't know. It's, it's Lucas Arts. I don't remember who worked on it exactly, but um, okay, okay. So I'm a little more interested. I like these. I like those point and click games. Yeah, this is a you. You pick your teenagers. I think you pick three of them. And you lead them into the house and you can live switch between them. And unlike some later adventure games, they can actually die. Oh, wow. And it's kind of a little Adams Family-esque where it's like this weird, dangerous family. Okay, this sounds a lot cooler than I, I, I really, I should have looked into it. Sounds like my jam. I, the first 
LucasArts adventure game that I finished finished was Secret of Monkey Island. So I don't know. I've tried this one before. Yeah, I've never heard of this one. It's like I'm guessing it's not like as good. Like it's not revered as like it's not a Grim Fandango. Yeah, that's Grim Fandango is great though. Although yeah. the, the puzzles don't make sense. I'll be honest. A lot of these old point and click puzzle games, the puzzles aren't puzzles. They're just clicking shit and hoping it works. Yeah, a lot of them are very uh, obtuse. Like, Obtuse, obtuse right is word, a right? great word, yeah, for that because it's really just needlessly confusing. But for some reason, use the glass of water on the trap door. Why? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But for some reason, they just really zeroed in on making really cool world building. Like it's just for for whatever reason, these games just are so good story and dialogue wise, and and it's just amazing. God, yeah, old adventure games are so neat. It's uh, now it's like a niche thing. You'll see one come along occasionally as what's the last like, I mean, I played Broken Age, which is like the Tim Schafer one, but that's pretty old at this point. It's a, it's a dead, it's this in the 3d platformers dead <laughs> mission impossible. Look, it's mission impossible. Is this game good? I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm just to go to step back. I am pissed that a lot of my favorite genres are just dying. Yeah. I love point and click games. Don't exist really anymore, unless, unless it's like niche indie. But well, you know, now, I, now you have. I like shouldn't the, complain. It's it, we live in an indie world where there are so many indie games. So yeah, and there, there's also you get kind of the modern version of those, which is like, Telltale games. Yeah, right, okay. and, you know, like that. Kind I haven't of thing. played any of Telltale. I, I need to play. Wolf, <gasps> I want to play Wolf Among Us. Or is that is that the good one? That's my favorite. There, there's a few Telltale games that are considered very good. The Batman games are considered good. Walking Dead are great. Walking Dead is People like, don't seem to be thrilled about the Game of Thrones ones, but... That one was okay. I just met somebody that worked on that. Who was it? They did that, and I think the Batman ones. Okay. It was one of the people at Austin Film Festival. Um, Wolf Among Us is definitely it's my awesome. favorite. I yeah. really liked it. Top 30. It's the top 30. Here we go. Just trying to hit the top five. You want to, you want to, take, you want to take the reins this time? Sure. Okay. Top five. Coming in at number five. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming in at number four, Mega Man 2. Nice. Number three, Super Mario Brothers 2. Well, number two, Batman. All right. Hell yeah. Okay. And number one with... More than three times as many points as Batman, Super Mario yeah, Brothers just, 3. Thank God. It's, it's blowing the competition out. It is. Seeing this list did, like, I did not know how quickly back in the day Nintendo was pumping out their first party games. Because it is. Yeah. It is yearly. Where, like, every year there's a new Mario game and a new Zelda game. Every year. It's because back then these games did not take nearly as much to make as they do. Yeah, now. not as much effort. And I also think there's a little bit less quality control. Uh, like Mario Bros. <laughs> 2 and Zelda 2, yeah. I don't think that level of quality would fly uh, in today's standards for, for, the, for their big IPs. Coming in at number 10, Shadowgate. Hey, <laughs> hats off to Shadowgate. We got Counselor's Corner, and I, I got to say... <laughs> I've got... Yeah, what do you got? Great Counselor pictures. Yeah, I've got... Yeah, I, How would you describe these? Because I've got a very specific way to describe these pictures. Uh, Mike Snyder? In the upper left, looks like a sitcom character from 1989. Uh-huh. Dean O'Connor looks like a guy that would have bullied me in high school in 1989. Yep. Rich Richardson looks like my <laughs> guy who would have sold me weed in 1989. <laughs> and Dan Emerson is the guy who would have ratted out my drug dealer to the cops in 1989. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 how would you? 
I was going to describe them as the bottom two guys look like serial killers and the top two guys look like the guys they killed. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nicely done. Uh, There's a really important Shadowgate tip here. Uh, Where's the silver orb? And how do I enter the passage to the left in the gargoyle room? Do you want to know? Uh, Read the magazine and find out. (laughs) It'll be in the link. Link in the description. Also one of the weirder Batman NES game bosses. So this this is my first, like, I, as a kid, I had a Nintendo briefly. And I remember just having, like, 20 pinball games. And I've been waiting for us to hit one of these pinball games I owned. Oh. And it just hasn't happened. I'm like, I, I, I to the part where I'm, like, doubting whether these pinball games existed or not. And this game called Pinball Quest pops up on this. And I'm like, oh, this is, I, I specifically remember one pinball game that's like an RPG like an rpg pinball game like okay. you like fight knights with the pinball ball you like hit people with it and like you can get potions and stuff like that and i was like vividly like yes this is finally one of the pinball games i owned cool and then i was so psyched i went online and de- like played it and it's not just that pinball quest it's a collection of pinball games and it's every pinball game i remember i just owned this one pinball game <laughs> that was a collection <laughs> of a bunch of very different pinball games and i thought I own like 20 different games, but they're all just this one game. Was it an official cartridge? Was the cartridge blue or something? I don't know, man. I, yeah, it's, uh, it was fine. I, I, had a, I had a pretty fun evening playing these, but uh, I it, mega nostalgic. But uh, it, go to show my little, little, little memory was not right. Is this the first time that you remember a game from your youth that you played from the magazine? Uh, it's got to be one of the first ones. Yeah, I would say so. It's... I mean, I remember playing like the original Mario Bros. and Duck Hunt. Oh, at the time. Yeah. At the time. But this was the first one where like it really, this is the first time I read this magazine and I felt very nostalgic. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, On that same page up at the top is wizardry and all of the thumbnails for wizardry are just like walls of text and numbers. (laughs) Yeah, It's It's just a black screen (laughs) with white windows and it's just text. (laughs) Uh, it looks like you're looking at like a uh, an accounting app from the 80s. Yeah, yeah, it's they, incredible. Really not screenshot friendly. That and Wall Street Kid. <laughs> yeah, they should have they just like drawn like art for it or something. Speaking of uh, Lucasfilm, they actually have an interview with the LucasArts guys. And it's a really pandering. This is the NES journal. Oh, oh okay. Is that the, this is Lucas a interview of the Lucas arts division who make video games. Yeah. And even the okay. article is like, really like these guys aren't cool, but you'll know about them. Like it starts when Lucasfilm is mentioned. Most people think of Luke Skywalker or Indiana Jones, not Dr. Fred and nurse Edna, which are maniac mansion characters, but they will now, now that Lucasfilm is creating games for the Nintendo entertainment <laughs> system. That is cool. Like that's the thing I don't, didn't is Lucas are still, uh, around i think all those people got absorbed into different stuff okay uh like what's tim schaefer's company double fine double fine yeah Yeah. that i mean that was a cool little like thing that happened like was this was was this like george lucas's decision was he like hey like i want to get a little a little into the video game world and yeah lucas arts was a little like how steve jobs was with pixar where he he kind of fostered him along and now in hindsight like we were just talking about they're very fondly remembered for yeah i thought they many amazing made some games. really great stuff yeah the dig <laughs> what a game yeah good stuff full throttle 
I haven't played a lot of the. I only I've only played the more modern Tim Schafer ones. Um, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, the pedigree of of that crowd going on to do other stuff is really crazy. Yeah, because it's where we got Psychonauts and Broken Age and any number of other things. Yep. Um, also, this is the article where I learned that uh, Pipe Dream was by Alexei Pajanov. <laughs> it's up here <laughs> oh, in the corner. Oh man! But, oh. Nice. Yeah, the, you get some real fun facts from this magazine. If you actually read the articles, which I did not read this next one. But Honestly, I, what happened to me was I saw this pinball game, Pinball Quest, and I started playing it. And I played it for like two hours, and I was like, shit, I, got, I need to like get back to real life. Oh, that was, and t- I, and that, I, was that today? I, no, it was okay. like two days ago. But I, <laughs> then I just skimmed the rest of this fucking magazine. Yeah, it's... I should have read the next page, but it's four different interviews with four different racing guys. Including Michael Andretti. Well, I think Mario Andretti. I was him for Halloween once as a child. Nice. No, it was Evil Knievel. Never mind. Totally different person. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nintendo's got a spread next on Power Fest 1990. So they are Ooh. turning the Nintendo World Championships into a traveling roadshow to sell new and exciting Nintendo tapes. Do you think... So this... The looking at this, this looks like a kid's dream, right? Like, oh this yeah, looks so cool. Do you think this is like a power glove, where it looks cool in the advertising, but if you were actually had been there, it would have been a little disappointing. I get the impression that it was legitimately cool. Yeah, um, I think it is funny. They brought game counselors, and they have the silver letter jackets, which I are I'm very jealous of. Cool jackets. I, I still want a uh, game gameplay counselor jacket. But um, in the pictures, they all look incredibly awkward. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. <laughs> and all these little kids are like crowding him, asking him questions. They're all just like, they just look. Oh, I'm sure they they're incredibly There nerdy. must have been 20 panic attacks <laughs> during this day. All these children. Uh, yeah. So they're just talking about how they're kind of rebranding the Nintendo World Championships into this big roadshow to show off new games and stuff. I think because they found out when they did it that it's like, oh man, we can show all these kids all the new tapes and then they can buy them. <laughs> yep. Um, I'd really wanted us to do the six-minute challenge from the cartridge. Oh, which, yeah. Which is specifically getting 50 coins in Super Mario Brothers, completing the first track in Rad Racer, and then you get as many points in Tetris as you can in the remaining time. Okay. So the better you are at doing the first two, the more time you the have more time to get. The more time you have for Tetris. Yeah. Uh, but the cartridge won't boot, so. Yeah, couldn't do it. Oh, well. <laughs> Bummer. Pack watch is next. Pack watch. Uh, did you know that Street Fighter two, 2010, the final fight, is not a sequel to Street Fighter 2? It is a sequel to the original Street Fighter? <laughs> no. Well, we know it now. Hey, fun facts. That's the only... I, I only have that in one other thing from this section, which is that one of the gossip gremlins, which... For listeners who might not have heard us mention them before, they have these very strange illustrations to tell you about rumors and stuff and it's usually like oh i did not notice this yeah yeah one of them is just the silver surfer <laughs> yeah they're like traditionally this like off-brand pokemon characters that are like always ha- and they have some of them they have a uh, some kind of parrot <laughs> wearing just, a headband they just snuck the sil- this, this they just snuck the silver surfer in uh, this one looks like, like Math Man. What we did with the Garfield, they did on. They actually did it. Yeah, and they have a uh, Marvel Comics <laughs> copyright logo underneath it. 
That is nuts. That's so funny. I didn't realize how cool of a character the Silver Surfer is, though. Is Silver Surfer cool? Yeah. Does he, do you know? Like he like blows up plant. Yeah. Know. He he's the um he's like the harbinger of Galactus, right? I think. Yeah. Well, like he goes to plan. He, like, he, he goes to, to just, planets ahead of time that Galactus is going to destroy. Yeah. I guess, and then he turns against Galactus, right? Is that what ha- I don't? I, I didn't watch. And he does. He has surfboard. He has a sur- he has, he's, he's got a silver surfboard. He surfs through the galaxy. Freelancing as a gossip gremlin. That's crazy. I did not notice that they snuck that silver <laughs> surfer in there. That is so funny. Is One a- of these times we're going to just see like us and as what? <laughs> it's gonna yeah, be we're like we're going to be gameplay counselors. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like. Uh, the ending of The Shining. Yeah, but it's us like 10 years older. So it's like at some point in the future, we have a time machine. I'm waiting. There's, I'm waiting for a horror twist for this this whole podcast. <laughs> There's an evil bartender uh, in the studio where we, we record the podcast. <laughs> okay, I actually have a pretty big question. Is is Howard Jim or is Howard Garfield? Oh, uh, can we do, let's do the contest and we'll make that part of our ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Player pull contest. This contest is not, I don't have a lot to say about it from like a going to an R rated movie set side of things. It just seems awesome. They're going to, they're going to take four people. The grand prize get they get to go to the Nintendo world championship finals. Yeah. Uh, in Orlando, Florida, which was a thing back then. Go to Orlando. Kids game shows all over Orlando. Legend of the Hidden Temple. Um, and honestly, I mean, as a kid, I would have loved to have won this. Yeah, I'm sure it would have been super fun. So cool. And you go to Disney World while you're there. And the know. second prize is the Golden Cartridge, right? Yeah, that. so that's the other thing. That's worth way. That's <laughs> ended up be, having more value. Yeah, if you got one of those, we should really look this up. But I, How much it costs? Well, I'm, I'm remembering, so it's like from a rarity standpoint, there's two Nintendo World Championship cartridges. There's the black and white ones that they actually used for the competition. And I know that costs more, but I don't know how much it costs. I thought, I can't remember what I said earlier. I might be about to contradict myself, but my understanding is the black and white label one is more common. They had more of them, and it's the gold ones they gave out as prizes. Here, there was 25 of them, and I think the people who actually compete got cartridges. So there's only like 30 or something of those in existence. Uh, the, I, I, on this price charting site, it's at uh, $19,000. The gold one is? The gold one is. What does it say the black and white one is at? Uh, 62000 Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Okay, maybe the prize ones are more common. I'm so surprised that these aren't selling for like $40 million, like that unopened Super Mario 64. <laughs> do, you, do you think that was uh, like... You think that some shady stuff was going on with that? Absolutely, that was yeah. money laundering, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was somebody who got wanted their money out of uh, Tijuana or wherever they're hiding. <laughs> Where, where's all the banks? Jamaica? I don't know. Yeah, offshore accounts. Uh, and then if you're th- in third prize, you win an even worse Nintendo shirt than they had before. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> This is one that they let the readers design, and Howard Phillip is once again tucking in a t-shirt, which feels like a crime. Yeah. Howard, why would you do that, man? Howard's, Howard's got to get his act together. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the magazine. That's the magazine, yeah. yeah. Here. Ooh. Here we go. Maybe in 2022 we can 
Yeah, I like that's a fun way to end the magazine. We did it. Um, we did it. Reddit. Yeah, I, I thought back at it, hidden the magazine, back in the loop. Uh, I'm just gonna look up some stuff on that gadget hack wrench cult. We can end on that. We also got to do, do a little bit of ratings. Oh right, the ratings. Yeah, we gotta we rate, can do that first. We gotta um, rate Garfield and Jim. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like the first thing is we gotta decide whether Jim is a Howard or Nestor, and whether Garfield is a Howard or Nestor. Well, so I feel like Garfield is the one who doesn't listen. And Jim is the one who yeah. doesn't approve. However, the power structure is totally yeah, different. Yeah, so that, that's different. Like my gut is immediately like, oh, okay, of course, Jim, Howard, Garfield, Nestor. But I'm not sure. There's because Garfield always has the power. Yeah, and I. What What do you think we care? What does Howard cares? What do you think Howard cares more about? Do you think he cares more about his like being like, uh, you know, generally up buttoned up and stuff, or do you think he cares more about just raw power? Um, Howard or Jim? Howard. Wait, not Jim. Uh, John. John. Jim Davis oh, John. is the artist. Oh, <laughs> I, like, Although I, if John Arbuckle is a ca- cartoonist, isn't he just Jim Davis in the comic? I don't know. Well, uh, look, I'm, 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 I'm a Nestor and Howard expert, not, not Garfield. Uh, the, yeah, this is all new to me, too. I Honestly, I think I would argue that Howard's obsessed, so obsessed with power that he has to go. Like, that's, he has a... An, unhuman need for power and i think that just l- means he's going to be need to be the most powerful character which i think would be garfield yeah i agree and you know to add on to that if you think about john john um like wait a minute we say garfield is howard yeah so <laughs> um john is somebody who has immediate short term <laughs> needs he's he's kind of a John is uncomplicated in the way that Nestor is uncomplicated. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He just kind of, he sees what's in front of him. He's the kind of person who um, is of such average drive and intelligence that the world beyond like six feet out in every direction from him is kind of a fog. That actually, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, Garfield's clearly the one playing the deep game in, in, in these things. Yeah, Garfield has the deep, he's got the deep willpower of a Howard. Like Howard wants power, Garfield wants lasagna. Um, yeah, same and I, same thing. I think we saw, you know, and also it worked against us to pick the August nineteen ninety Garfield Sunday strips to use as a jumping off point for this yeah. analogy because in those you have a lot of Garfield losing um, and potentially even yeah. being killed, which is kind of like coming to Howard and Nestor in the comics where. Nestor kind of dunks on Howard, or Howard oh, is kind yeah, of on the road. Totally, ropes. like we're mid, like we're 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 tuning in on the in the Inception saga. Yeah, yeah, like this is um, you know that brief moment where he got what he wanted, and it's all falling apart, as opposed to yes, the status quo. Totally, which is, yeah. It's you know, like um, Garfield ate John's plan, or Garfield ruins John's. We watched the first like episode of Superman. It's the one where he loses his powers. And it's like, this isn't normally what it is. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's totally, it's, it's that nightmare from my childhood where it's like <laughs> the only episodes of the Ultraman towards the future that I bothered to tape are the ones where Ultraman barely shows up. Yep. I just want to see him do status quo stuff. I want the end of the, the Marvel movie where the character uses reliably their powers for half an hour. That's a really good point. Yeah. So I do think we did see that, that we, we saw the kind of inverse issue of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, because we had uh, John thinks he's killed Garfield by brushing him into powder. Uh, we we see. Yeah, uh, uh, it, it's, it, it is the similarities between Garfield and. It's Howard basically Nestor. it's the it, same it, comic. It really is. It's it, the it, same it, comic. Like, not even joking around. It's pretty much the same thing. Um. Uh. Well, we gotta we gotta give these guys a rating. So now that we've established the dynamic. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give Garfield. Uh, Honestly, I I I I'm gonna have to go with a five for this one. You're gonna give Garfield a five. I'm gonna give Garfield a five <laughs> okay. out of ten. Uh, he did die of a heart attack, but again, I'm just trusting that he's playing that deeper game. I know lasagna was not even mentioned in this issue, but I'm assuming this is all some sort of deeper ploy. For I mean, granted, I don't even know if what Garfield wants is lasagna. I don't know enough about it. Maybe what he wants is he wants to like take naps and eat. Yeah, and, and like, like maybe Howard, I feel like there's a level of him controlling Jim, John, whatever his name is. John. Uh, John. It's, it's definitely John. Yeah, okay, then John, I'm going to give it two. I, I, I think uh, I, f- I think he kind of fucked up his table needlessly. Uh, f- a very forgettable name. Um, and, <laughs> like, again, like, if we want to, like, compare him, like, this is the issue of him punching back. Right, this is him punching back in. Like, yeah, and like all he Nestor, did was do hundreds of dollars of damage yeah, to his table. Like Nestor is doing like a very like half-assed shitty job of it. Like all he did was fuck up his own table and give Garfield a heart attack. But I don't even think that <laughs> heart attack was real. I think Garfield was faking that heart attack. Wow, really? I think, in fact, I'm going to give John a one. I'm going to bring it okay. down one just now that I'm, I'm dishing it out. I, I think he just <laughs> fucked up in every possible way. This 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 issue. And I mean, to add insult to injury, we did show that. Uh, the comic later where once John thinks he has brushed Garfield into um, a pile of fluff, he then thinks he's killed Garfield and is panicked. Yeah. And goes to the veterinarian and wastes her time again. Yeah. That just, yeah. yeah, It almost feels like, and I think this is probably going to be canon. I, I think John is Nestor as an adult and Howard turned into a cat. <laughs> I, I think that tracks because you know, and like Gar- yeah, Garfield a lot of times, is the cat he was gifted from Howard. I have like childhood friends who are very mischievous, and at some point, they kind of realize the extent of their uh, pranks and cruelty, and kind of became uh, cautious about that. Are you talking about Andy? Yeah, um, <laughs> and I, I think. <laughs> Uh, frequent one time, frequent podcast guest, Andy. Uh, and I think, you know, Nestor versus John as a, as an adult kind of tracks. Now, what's really interesting to me is like, if, if time passes normally in the Garfield world, John is now 70 something years old. Oh, and I got to wonder how did it all turn out? Cause Garfield is long dead. <laughs> Garfield's been dead yeah. for like, yeah, uh, yeah. 35 years. I feel like every time we see Garfield, it's like a, it's like, you know, some families like have the same dog name for every dog they have. It's like, it's like a later. (laughs) That's why in the seventies he looks, he looks fatter and weirder and his eyes are smaller. Yeah. He's Garfield one. And right now, like whenever we see Garfield, we see Garfield 17. I don't know. Is he, is the number after the name, is it Roman numerals or is it Arabic? I would say Roman numerals. (laughs) Okay. Garfield seven. Uh, V I I, I mean, which is also like, it shows like that John can't move on 
either. Or I, I don't know. I guess like, well, again, maybe there's I, a comfort to he always needs a Garfield. I don't think John can see the world beyond like what he can handle in his living room. I, I don't think, I think that, you know, he gets bills oh, yeah. and he just like panics cause he doesn't know how to deal with anything. Interesting. Cause like, like we, which is why, cause we always see this Nestor who's trying to break his toxic cycles. Yeah. But eventually he just grows into an adult who needs them. It's like, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, when you go to Shawshank Redemption, first you hate the walls, then you, then you, yeah. then you grow to need them. So you're saying, <laughs> Seems so you're saying elderly John uh, hangs himself. In a in his like weekly apartment, uh, yeah. After I, he gets out of, uh, after he gets after being tortured um, by Garfield, Garfield's one through seven. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, that is the ending for him. How many Garfield books have there been? Is there such thing as like a like a Watchmen style like full narrative Garfield, a thick Garfield book? Uh, that's a great question. I would actually, I would actually probably read that. Looks like we are up to, oh my goodness, there's so many of these. There are 69 Garfield books. <laughs> ended on the right. Ended nice. On a, ended on a. Nice. On the right number. Come nice. On. All right. I got to give these guys ratings. Um, Did you know there's a gray Garfield named Normal? Yeah, I know about Normal. <laughs> Normal stays so cute because of all the coffee and cigarettes. It's the only funny joke Garfield ever did. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Yeah, you go on with your reviews. I'm going to give Normal an 8. All right, Normal gets an 8. John gets a 1. From me, yes. Yeah, Uh, Garfield gets a 5. John gets a 1, Garfield gets a 5. I'm going to give Normal a solid 6. Okay. 6 for 69. (laughs) Hey, nice. A 6 and a 9. Yep, that's right. Yeah, Normal gets a 6 and a (laughs) 9, which averages out to a 7.5. Fair. Uh, Normal gets... (laughs) 7.5. Wait, I want to say that again so it sounds more clever, where I just, I'm going to give normal a 7.5 because that's halfway between 6 and a 9. Yeah, if you would have thought yeah. of that first, you would have been really, that would have been yeah, a really no, clever I, moment. I really dropped the ball. Uh, yeah, that. just if you wouldn't have, if you would have just been silent this whole time and just thought that instead of said it, you would have just had the most clever quip that we should have ended, we would have ended it right now. God damn it. End of the podcast. It was, that it was would have been good. the end of the podcast. <laughs> Maybe that should be. I could still edit yeah, no, it, well, even if it's not real. <laughs> no, no, I do not. Do all right, all right. Fine, do not fine. edit the podcast to make you seem smarter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, fine. I didn't do it for you. I won't do it for me. It's only fair. Uh, okay, okay. John destroyed his dining room table to attempt to kill his cat with fear um, and shock. I think that's a four out of ten. I'll give that a four. There. Uh, Garfield's impressions were really not funny. They're bad. Uh, I'm going to give Garfield a two and and normal gets that 7.5. So great. That's it for us. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah. Hey, Um, if, if you are tolerating this podcast, if you've been all all the the way through, it's amazing. Thank you. If you were a first timer, I feel like a lot of layers to this one. Yeah. I mean, we did a great job, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, tell tell your friends. Uh, yeah, friends. Hey, honestly, yeah. If you enjoyed it, had a good time, spreading the word is it would be fucking fantastic. The, <laughs> fr- spread the good word. We're not exclusively doing Howard and Nestor ne- yeah, we're Nestor moving, analyses uh, anymore. Are, this is the most exciting time of the podcast to jump in. Things are changing. I like that I've gotten to the point now where instead of Nestor, I say Nestored, like he's a nerd. Oh, nice. Come on. Also, I think if you 
leave us a review. That's also helpful. That's another helpful thing. Yeah, to do. you uh, can rate us on Spotify. You can rate us on f- Apple Podcasts. I could not find out how to do that. I'll be honest. I was trying to do the old rate our own podcast five star. Yeah, uh, couldn't do it. So we need more of them because I got confused. They might have already taken it. Down. Did they? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man, short lived. Well, this could be like a little like uh, capsule of time. Rate us five stars on Spotify. For the, the two-week period where Spotify had star ratings. Uh, and hey, uh, check out uh, Gar- the Garfield collections. There's there's 69 <laughs> of them. Yeah, I'd like to give a shout-out to Garfield. Um, <laughs> Thank you for all you've done. <laughs> Thanks, Garfield. The Now You're Playing with Podcast Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Power Players Power Team. Music by Games Cameron. Find back episodes, send us emails, and do cool stuff at our website, nowyoureplaying.com. It's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar. <laughs>